Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! So yeah, let's start. Uh, tell me, tell me a bit about yourself. How did you start Ticker? Sure. So uh, Ticker is yeah. it, it, real quick here. We'll I'll give you a description of what it is, and I'll give you a little background mm-hmm. on how it came to be. So Ticker is a stock screener and educational platform all in one. So if you're somebody who wants to get started in the stock market, like a lot of people are right now, mm. um, it, the question is where do you start? So Ticker is that perfect starting point. It really it breaks things down in really simple terms. You know, we don't use $20 words in, in confusing language, which can be found in finance. Um, we make it super easy from that regard. And then the screener, it finds really, it analyzes stocks for you. So it's, it finds good stocks that it steers you away from the bad stocks. Like you probably remember uh, GameStop was all the rage last mm-hmm. year and, and AMC and those, those stocks are pretty bad financials. So very risky, but still people were going to them because it was the shiny object you could say. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, my background is a little over 15 years in software engineering, primarily project management. Um, had a company from 2006 to 2010. It was an agency, so we built websites and software. And, and when social media started to become a thing, we did a little bit of that. And uh, we went through a merger in 2010. It wasn't like a big liquidity event. like, hey, here's a bunch of cash. You can ride off into the sunset and retire. It, it, it was not that. It was... All debts and remove uh, all debts and liabilities were removed from the company and me, so it was like a fresh start essentially. So um, that allowed me to gain a lot of exposure to a wide variety of businesses. And the business model I really liked the most was SaaS, software as a service. At the time, though, 2010, I didn't have any SaaS ideas. So I just the last 10 years essentially, I've been working for large corporations, including GE and Kohler. Um, and that's been really good experience to learn how these businesses operate, but at the same time, still kind of like trying to think of an idea, like a SaaS idea or something I could execute on. Well, in 2015, I started getting into the stock markets a little bit. Prior to that, I probably, I was doing some angel investing, kind of helping uh, small tech startups. Um, some was money and some was just uh, expertise, but I never had any of those big wins. But anyway, coming back to 2015, I'm like, I need to start building my wealth if I want to retire someday and I can't keep taking these risks. So I got to start doing it the Warren Buffett way. Um, so I, I read a bunch of books, went down the YouTube rabbit hole and, and tried to take in as much knowledge as I could to learn how are they doing this? Because these guys like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, the two big names that come to mind, they've been able to consistently beat the market. And the question is how? And I know they're not gambling men, they're not going to the casino, right? They're not (laughs) using emotions, which means they're using some sort of logic. In my background in software engineering, I'm like, okay, so they're using logic, there's some sort of math they're using. So so that's why I, I went down that YouTube rabbit hole and read all the books, put something together in Excel, and I wanted a way to remove my emotions from the equation. Like, I don't want to like look at a stock and think like, well, maybe it's going to do well, or maybe it's not. And mm-hmm. what if this happens? What if the, I want to definitively know, like, this is a good investment or bad. So I can 
enjoy things I like to do in life aside from sitting mm. on a computer. Um, <laughs> and, and I created this Excel sheet and I ended up generating really good returns over four years. And it wasn't anything glamorous, but I was making returns that were between 15 and 50%. I was very pleased with that. And um, that came to 2019, started sharing this with some people like retail investors and some institutions. And they were all like, hey, when are you gonna turn this into a software? So that was finally, <laughs> 10 years later, I've got my SaaS idea. So hey. <laughs> exactly. Um, it took about a year to build. We went live in 2020 and now we've been live about uh, 18 months. We, and we have about, we just crossed 4,000 customers globally. Cool. So you launched basically in the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess in, in your case, it's probably not not such a terrible time because people were more like yeah. had more time to spend. And I guess we all became a bit more concerned about our finances and planning. You are 100 percent right. That actually worked out in the favors. They say timing is a big factor in business. And I didn't really think about that, but there are a ton of people. Yes, with all this available time. And they want to be thinking about their finances and at the same time like Robinhood and TD Ameritrade and other brokers around the globe, they're becoming free, which means you can join them and you can buy and sell shares of any stock and you're not going to see a, a large transaction. It'll say free, but there's always like a micro fee behind the mm. scenes, but you don't have to worry about that. Um, so it's like the barrier to entry is becoming super low. And we hit the market at the right time, kind of coming in between and teaching people like, yes, you should totally invest on your own, but be careful, right? You want to buy the right stocks and avoid the bad ones. So hmm. uh, again, our timing, fortunately, was was uh, very good thanks to COVID. Hmm. Yeah. How, how did you come up with the name, brand name? Yeah, that was a process. I, I had a few longer names in the past that weren't very uh, glamorous. <laughs> and I, I wanted a name that was two syllables. You know, you think about like Netflix, Facebook, mm -hmm. Google, right? Something that had a tech that was quick. It was, it was short, sweet, um, but also something that represented the stock market. Of course, ticker as it's normally spelled, T-I-C-K-E-R dot com is not even available. Um, I don't think there's even a, a URL available. Somebody might be just sitting on the domain ready to sell for like a million <laughs> bucks. Um, but yeah, I'd found ticker, T-Y-K-R was available as a dot pro on GoDaddy. And eventually we did buy the dot com when we had enough revenue and that it came at a price, but it was worth it. So we could become a dot com. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I saw on your Twitter profile, you still have the dot pro. So I was like, oh, okay. So they had the pro and they, they got the com after. Good call out. I'm not as active on Twitter as I, <laughs> I should be. <laughs> I will change yep. that. Yeah. Cause it's there. <laughs> in, in, in the last six months, I think we did um, make that change. Finally got the dot com. So I gotta, I gotta do a little, uh, uh, cleaning yeah. up on my social media. <laughs> yes. No, I, I like those things. Too. So like a lot of startups launch on some sort of a compromise of the domain, like you mentioned. And then once mm -hmm. you, you've proved the idea, you, you know, it's going to work. You're like, okay, I have to now invest in, into the brand and, um, and secure sure. the, the, the dot com. So that when, when people forget to change their Twitter bio, like you do, it kind of gives me that backstory of also it was that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the the feedback you got after changing or after getting the dot com? There wasn't a whole lot actually from our customers. 
um, it, it's, it's kind of at the end of the day, the value is in the tool itself. But mm -hmm. from our perspective, there, there are two main things we're thinking about long term is, and this is something good to think about with the listeners is dot coms, depending on the email client you use, like I know, um, still people out there that use Hotmail or mm. um, Yahoo Mail. Um, some of these can be really strict. And if you don't have a dot com, it's like, let's say it's a dot pro or um, something aside from a dot net or dot org, which can be popular mm -hmm. too, but something that's a little more exotic, it can fall into spam a little easier. So you got to mm -hmm. have a more common TLD on the end there. So the dot com helps with that. I know with technology, it is kind of mitigating that risk. But the dot com can definitely um, a higher assurance more emails will land in the inbox. The other factor was someday, depending on how this goes, is we would like to sell the company. And mm -hmm. having that dot com does increase the enterprise value. Um, the buyer probably wants to see that because they'll ask that question if we don't have it. Like, hey, have you thought about the dot com? So mm -hmm. I know some <laughs> some people who buy and sell businesses probably would push back on that and be like, oh, we don't care. But I know some people have mentioned that. So, mm. Yeah, it, it is a stronger brand and, and you're also sort of securing it for the future because, I mean, it's one thing right. if, if you just don't own the dot com, that's one thing. But if like somebody else owns it, what happens then? It, yeah. Exactly. It, can they can they um, go after you in some way, shape or form or um, try to take your brand away? You know, they, they, there's... Um, what do you call patent trolls out there, you know, so stuff mm. like that. So it's like, you know what, let's, let's bite the bullet buy the domain. And we don't have to worry about it down the road. Cause if you get too mm. big and then you try to buy a domain, the seller, if they're wise, they're like, okay, now it's going to come at a serious premium. And <laughs> you mm. don't want to pay several, several hundred, hundred grand for a, a stock or a, I'm sorry, a URL. Mm. <clears throat> All right. And um, who can benefit from your services? Like, did, is sure. there any type of client and geographical mm -hmm. location? Yeah, so geography, there's no limit. We are global. We've got about, uh, as of today, we've got 29,000 stocks around the globe. Some of the major markets, of course, include the US and Canada, but we do have a <laughs> lot of customers and a lot of stocks from Europe. Um, you're located in France. We've got a lot of stocks from France added to ticker. Um, and then South Asia is growing extremely fast. So India, Indonesia, Singapore, Philippines. Um, and then you look at uh, Australia and New Zealand, we don't have stocks yet, but Australia, we've got, we've got a lot. So we do have a really serious global footprint. So there's no limit to where you're located. You will definitely find something great to invest in, no matter where you're at. We got a lot of customers from Africa and we're starting to add more stocks from that part of the world too. Um, as far as the type of person, we serve the retail investor, which is the everyday person like you or I that wants to invest on their own. And you can certainly still go forward with a financial planner, but it's becoming easier and easier to do this on your own. You don't have to pay fees. You can just, you can buy and sell stocks, which I mentioned are, are low cost or free. Uh, and you can do this and you can do very well. And it's not too difficult. And that's where Ticker comes in. And, and with our audience, about 80% of the people that join are brand new. Like they'll hear, hmm. they'll hear something on a podcast or see something on YouTube or see, or hear something from a friend. And you know, it'll be in conversations. Like you go to a restaurant or bar and they'll be like, Oh, have you thought about this stock? Oh, I'm buying stocks over here. And, and they're like, Oh, I can <clears> totally <throat> do this on my own. So mm -hmm. we're, 
we're again this this is that timing thing is people are finding us and realizing okay i gotta stay away from these stocks and use these so the beginner is great we do we do have a few advanced investors they'll join and use our tool they really like it because it's it does provide the technical detail they're looking for with the the, um, the stocks and the data behind it uh, but it's usually the primary uh, audience is the, the new person hmm. yeah that, that was going to be my question if, if somebody's like completely new to it can they use it and you've just answered yeah. that so thank you yeah. <laughs> is there is is it just like that easy to use and so people naturally get along with it or do you offer some additional materials on, on like some education Right now, this will give you an idea of our roadmap. So right now, when you join, we have 21 different tips that teach you like things like when to buy, when to sell, how to reduce risk. Um, all those things are, are on our site now. Ticker.com is a front-facing site where you can read a bunch of educational information at your own leisure. But you're also sent a new tip every day over 21 days. And that onboarding, mm -hmm. a lot of people do like. Um, what we're doing in the future is... We're, we're actually, we're gonna be launching a new version of Ticker, hopefully in April, if not May. And it's gonna be greatly inspired by Duolingo. And Duolingo mm. is best in class with micro learning. Like if you wanna learn a new language, they gamify it and make it super fun and super I'm easy. I'm using it. You are, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm actually touching up my Spanish right now. I, I, nice. I really <laughs> lost track of that since high school, but um, <laughs> it, they're great. They do a great job. Mm. And it's like, we need to do the same thing with investing is break it down, mm. make it really fun, really easy. So the, the materials we have, we're kind of breaking that down and gonna make modules with like progress bars and, and stuff like that. So. And we're gonna make that free. That part of the tool will be free education. You get in, use it. But of course, if you wanna use the stock data and whatnot, that's where the subscription comes into play. And we keep it pretty low cost too. So. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. And what are some do's and don'ts you could share? Well, you have quite a vast experience even before mm -hmm. Ticker with, with entrepreneurs, like somebody who's aspiring to start a business based on your experience. Oh, sure. Um, uh, do's and don'ts with starting a business as opposed mm. to do's and don'ts with investing in the stock market. I could you can do both, both actually. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the stock since that's top of mind and then we'll transition to the, yeah, the business. Ahead. So with the <laughs> stock market, the timing of your question is perfect because right now there's a lot of volatility in the markets. The, the big index, the S&P 500 is down. Um, the NASDAQ, which is primarily tech stocks, is down even further. And a lot of people, when the market goes down, they feel like it's going to go down forever. And that's not true. And what they'll do is they'll sell when the market is down, which is the opposite of what you want to do. And the thing to remember is it's all about perspective. Like the last big crash was 2008. People emotionally felt like it lasted years. But if you look at the stock markets, it was down one year, 38%, but the next year went up like 24%. But mm -hmm. if you held really good stocks, those stocks went up, we're talking over 100%. A lot of stocks did. And you fast forward, we went this long stretch without a bigger pullback. Uh, COVID of March, it was two years ago, March 2020. Oof, that was, <laughs> right? The stock market went down 30% at that time. And again, people were selling, but that was really short. That was three months. Within three mm -hmm. months, the market was already at all-time highs. So the lesson here is 
when the market goes down, don't sell. If you can use ticker, cause you'll know what to buy. Cause that's where you make your biggest returns is when you buy, but absolutely do not sell. <laughs> don't get scared. <laughs> don't sell. You got to ride out the storm. Um, so that's the best advice I have there with the market. With starting a business, I've done the service business thing, which is it can be fun and, and it can be a great way to get out of a job. Like if you don't want to work for somebody, you can work on your own. And I had an agency. Um, the lesson learned there is it's not really a scalable business, which if that's not what you're looking for, that's fine. You know, you can have a, have a bunch of clients um, and, you, and you can have a lifestyle business. But keep in mind, a service business probably isn't going to be sold someday. Like today, especially people aren't buying service businesses because it's still at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a revenue stream you have to labor to, you have to work mm -hmm. at it. Like if you get an agency or like I've got, a, I've got an, uh, a family relative that has an accounting business, well, he's mm -hmm. having a really hard time selling the business because you have to, it's a service business. So that's why my dream the last 10 years is be to create a SaaS business. It's the software is, is the thing. And, and you could have a hundred thousand customers on it and sure you'll have some customer service, but the scalability can go through mm -hmm. the roof of SaaS. Um, and the challenge is creating a SaaS from a technical standpoint and a, and a, um, a conceptual standpoint as well. I'll explain that real quick. You can't just wake up one day as we know and be like, all right, I've got an idea and we're going to go to market and people are going to use it. Doesn't, doesn't happen that mm -hmm. way. What you got to do is what I found best practice is to find a few customers and get the platform or get some prototype built. That's really minimum. Like it's not fancy. It's not great looking, but get it in their hands and then engage in conversations to find out what do you like? What don't you like? What would you do different? And that input, you got to do that not over the course of month you got to do that over the course of years and it's, mm. it can seem daunting but we're about 18 months into ticker being live and we're still doing that to make the, the platform mm. better well so and you mentioned you you go there with the months and no years even with the excel sheet no yes you you got it so you could go back to 2015 or 16 and as i mean mm. i've been at it now about six years plus um and in it you gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta love the, the customers you work with and serving them and helping them and that those conversations. And it can't just be surveys. You gotta get them on zoom you gotta share your screen. Sometimes have them share their screen. Like I like this, but I don't like this. And I would do this and you gotta, I mean, it's diligent note-taking, but if you're good at all that, that's where you can take all that feedback and funnel it into a tool that people are actually going to use and share with their friends and family. And that's what you want with a, with a SaaS business. And, and you did that with, with Ticker as well? Like yeah, you, that's... You had direct conversations with, with your first customers. Apps, absolutely. And I actually, when we went live, because this is a B2C, B2B is a little different where you got to work with businesses. And I still <laughs> advise a strategy as well, is get it to your customers for free. Don't think about the money. Like my goal was when we went live is try to get it in the hands of a hundred people for free at least, because you want, you want a bigger pool of people giving you feedback on what you like and don't like. So, so it's all about time. Like, do I want to give it to a hundred people kind of piecemeal over the course of next two years? No, I'm like, I want to get it in the hands of a hundred people today <laughs> and then get their feedback thereafter because the faster you can get feedback the faster you can make changes to your tool and of course 
find that product market fit and then monetize. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a lot of customer service up front. Sure. Yeah, that makes all sense. Mm-hmm. What's next? You you mentioned that you you're working now on on some new features on the education side. Sure. What what else you have exciting that's that's cooking? Yeah, the education is big. We'll also be adding a portfolio tracker, and this is something people have been asking for: is they want to be able to track their stocks, uh, crypto. We're going to be adding crypto to ticker as well. Um, ETFs. So if you like investing in like index funds or ETFs, which are essentially a, a big bundle of a bunch of stocks, you'll be able to track that in one location and see other people's portfolios. And if you follow somebody's portfolio like mine, you can see when I make changes, like if I bought mm. this stock or sold this stock. So it's full transparency into the community. And and there's a little bit of crowdsourcing as well. Like we have a tool built in called the 4M analysis, long story short. It, it looks at all aspects of the business. You get the margin of safety, which is the math part of investing, but then you also have the meaning, moat, and management. And the crowdsourcing aspect will really help, especially new investors, walk through it a lot easier. We have a version of it on our site now, but it's, it's just too hard to use. So if you mm-hmm. get more of a community providing feedback along the way, it's like the, the bigger the community gets, the better everybody's going to become at investing. And we're super mm-hmm. excited about that. So in the next few months will we'll be a lot of fun to see where this, <laughs> this goes. And that's, that's great. I'm actually like, if you get interested in, in trying it myself. Sure. Yeah, yeah the I'm current version, it. it'll be fun to hear your feedback because the current version is decent, but this new version is going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. When are you launching the new one? Hopefully in mid to late April, otherwise it'll be May. So I I keep telling people it's like a month or two out. Cool. All right. I'll give it a go. Okay. Well, that, that was, that was it for me. Um, It's been a pleasure and yeah, I'll edit the interview and still, you said you, you, you're going to be fine with it, but I'm still like going to send it to you to have a look before. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Cool. Thanks a lot. I got a question here about your business. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so are you doing podcasting full time? Do you have a business as well? So what we just let me just have a look at uh, when is my next call so I don't run over. Yeah. Okay. I have had some a few minutes. So just what minutes what actually sure, yeah. So what I actually do, uh, you can see on markupgrade.com. So that's the main site. So that's that's where that's what I would do for like living. So um, I advise people and help people secure premium domain names for their businesses and Mm. naming in general. Um, So companies that want to rebrand, companies that um, have a new product or service or sub-brand and they're looking for a name, that sort of thing. So in the process of doing that, uh, kind of realize there's a lot, a lot of information that people just don't know when it comes to naming and domain names. So we launched smartbranding.com and that's just okay. like freely, freely available resources that we've been, it started actually as a blog on Mark Upgrade and then it just became bigger than just the blog. So we decided to just launch it as its own uh, domain name and project. 
So there's a lot of um, information that we do there that's uh, educational. We do the interviews like this one with nice. yourself where we, we have people sharing their experience about uh, their brands and general advice to entrepreneurs. Uh, we also have a lot of um, research there. Like we're looking, I know, like uh, the top whatever brands in whatever sector for the year and what names they chose for their business, that sort of a thing. So we, we have um, that as well. So it's less, I guess, because you've, you've been in software development mm -hmm. you mentioned and i had a it agency some ages ago as well and mm. something that happened a lot was like you get somebody talking about i want this for my website and i want it to look like that and i want it to be that color and it's like yeah but it's not for you it's it's for your customers it's it's them that exactly are supposed to. <laughs> so there's a lot of that as well with domain names and i guess it's probably the same with anything really but a lot of times we like I would be talking to people and they're like, yeah, but I like that. And, and that doesn't confuse me and that's okay for me. It's like, yeah, probably you, but you know, what about your clients? What about, well, right. about your team? What about everybody? So instead of that, that's where the data side came into it, where instead of trying to convince people like, you know, that's what's good. We're like, okay, let's look at the businesses that are doing well. What are they doing? And, and then it's a bit more factual and I hope it helps people make better decisions. That's great. Um, the reason I ask is I have a podcast with two themes. One is investing, but another one that seems to be more popular is people telling their business background, like how do they build mm. businesses, right? And we've got a lot of customers that, yes, they're investors, but they're also entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, and they want to learn how people created a business. What steps did mm. you go through? What challenges did you face? Would that be something you're interested in? Would you be interested? Sure, in why not? Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you a Calendly link. You can find time. You're in France. So right now it is going on two o'clock. Is that right? Or yeah, uh, 2.30. We're going to 2.30, 2.30 p.m. at the moment. Got it. Because I usually do midday, which would be then uh, 5.36, somewhere in there. That, that works some days. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. figure something out. Sounds thinking. good. Yeah, I'll shoot you the link and it'll be good to hear your background. Sure. All right. Nice talking to you uh, and have a nice uh, afternoon. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, good, good meeting <laughs> you, Tatiana. See ya. You too. Ciao. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.